Merry Christmas. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 91. Living in the Most High's shelter, camping in the Almighty's shade, I say to the Lord, You are my refuge, my stronghold, you are my God, the one I trust. God will save you from the hunter's trap and from deadly sickness. God will protect you with his pinions. You'll find refuge under his wings. His faithfulness is a protective shield. Don't be worried of terrors at night, arrows that fly in daylight, or sickness that prowls in the dark, destruction that ravages at noontime. Even if 1,000 people fall dead next to you, 10,000 right beside you, it won't happen to you. Just look with your eyes, and you will see the wicked punished. Because you've made the Lord my refuge, the Most High your place of residence, no evil will happen to you. No disease will come close to your tent, because he will order his messengers to help you, to protect you wherever you go. They will carry you with their own hands, so you don't bruise your foot on a stone. You'll march on top of lions and vipers. You'll trample young lions and serpents underfoot. God says, because you are devoted to me, I'll rescue you. I'll protect you because you know my name. Whenever you cry out to me, I'll answer. I'll be with you in troubling times. I'll say, save you and glorify you. I'll fill you full with old age. I'll show you my salvation. Today's Old Testament reading comes from Genesis 28, verses 10 through 22. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. He reached a certain point and spent the night there. When the sun had set, he took one of the stones at that place and put it near his head. Then he lay down there. He dreamed and saw a raised staircase, its foundation on earth and its top touching the sky. And God's messengers were ascending and descending on it. Suddenly the Lord was standing on it and saying, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will become like the dust of the earth. You will spread out to the west, east, north, and south. Every family of earth will be blessed because of you and your descendants. I'm with you now. I will protect you everywhere you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done everything that I have promised you. When Jacob woke from his sleep, he thought to himself, The Lord is definitely in this place, but I didn't know it. He was terrified and thought, this sacred place is awesome. It's none other than God's house in the entrance to heaven. After Jacob got up early in the morning, he took the stone that, had, that he had put near his head, set it up as a sacred pillar and poured oil on top of it. He named that sacred place Bethel. Though Luz was the city's original name, Jacob made a solemn promise. If God is with me and protects me on this trip I'm taking and gives me bread to eat, and clothes to wear, and I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. This stone that I've set up as a sacred pillar will be God's house, and of everything you give me, I will give a tenth back to you. Today's New Testament reading comes from Romans 13 verses 1 through 14. Every person should place themselves under the authority of the government. 
There isn't any authority unless it comes from God, and the authorities that there are have been put in place by God. So anyone who opposes the authority is standing against what God has established. People who take this kind of stand will get punished. The authorities don't frighten people who are doing the right thing. Rather, they frighten people who are doing wrong. Would you rather not be afraid of authority? Do what's right, and you will receive its approval. It is God's servant, given for your benefit. But if you do what's wrong, be afraid, because it doesn't have weapons to enforce the law for nothing. It is God's servant, put in place to carry out his punishment on those who do what is wrong. That is why it is necessary to place yourself under the government's authority, not only to avoid God's punishment, but also for the sake of your conscience. You should also pay taxes for the same reason, because the authorities are God's assistants, concerned with this very thing. So pay everyone what you owe them. Pay the taxes you owe, pay the duties you are charged. Give respect to those you should respect, and honor those you should honor. Don't be in debt to anyone except for the obligation to love each other. Whoever loves another person has fulfilled the law. The commandments, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't desire what others have, and any other commandments are all summed up in one word. You must love your neighbor as yourself. Love doesn't do anything wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is what fulfills the law. As you do all this, you know what time it is. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your sleep. Now, our salvation is nearer than when we first had faith. The night is almost over and the day is near. So let's get rid of the actions that belong to the darkness and put on the weapons of light. Let's behave appropriately as people who live in the day, not in partying and in getting drunk, not in sleeping around and obscene behavior, not in fighting and obsession. Instead, dress yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ don't plan to indulge your selfish desires. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 33 through 47. They responded, We are Abraham's children. We've never been anyone's slaves. How can you say that we will be set free? Jesus answered, I assure you that everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave isn't a permanent member of the household, but a son is. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you really will be free. I know that you are Abraham's children, yet you want to kill me because you don't welcome my teaching. I'm telling you what I've seen when I am with the father, but you are doing what you've heard from your father. They replied, Our father is Abraham. Jesus responded, If you were Abraham's children, you would do Abraham's works. Instead, you want to kill me, though I am the one who has spoken the truth I heard from God. Abraham didn't do this. You are doing your father's work. They said, Our ancestry isn't in question. The only father we have is God. Jesus replied, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God. Here I am. I haven't come on my own. God sent me. Why don't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't really hear my words. Your father is the devil. You're his children, and you want to do what your father wants. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has never stood for the truth, because there's no truth in him. Whenever that liar speaks, he speaks according to his own nature, because he's a liar and the father of lies. 
because I speak the truth you don't believe me? Who among you can show I'm guilty of sin? Since I speak the truth, why don't you believe me? God's children listen to God's words. You don't listen to me because you aren't God's children. deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that He should give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure, how great the pain of searing love. The Father turns his face away, his wounds which mar the chosen one, bring many sons to glory. Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulder ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished his dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. I will not boast in anything, no gifts, no power, no But I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes all the way back to the early 4th century at the Ecumenical Church Council of Nicaea. It is a statement of faith that is affirmed by Protestants, Catholics, and Eastern Orthodox Christians all over the world, and has shaped the faith of Christians for generations. Every day, 
as we say this creed together. If you know it, I invite you to say it along. Otherwise, sit back and listen to these words that have shaped the faith of generations of Christians. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified, he has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from Psalm 91. The Lord is righteous. He's my rock. There's nothing unrighteous in him. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you back here on Monday, or if you'd like to worship together this weekend, there's a link to our website where you can find information about how to do that in the description of this episode. Whenever we see you next, we'll see you. Have a wonderful weekend. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was How Deep the Father's Love for Us, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.